0: everyone! Welcome back! We are at episode 3, can you believe it? Uh, if you didn't notice, we're in a different location today. Very nice, right? Can't you hear it? It's, it's way beautiful. Different. I really, you know, it's a nice change of scenery for once. It really is. Yeah, you know, yeah. fresh perspective. New, new places, new faces. Yeah! Get to Shh. that. Surprise. No, it's a secret. <laughs> so... If you remember from last week, if you listened to last week's episode, uh, we covered kind of the darker side of social media. It was a bit dreary, you know, kind of a drag, but uh, you know, it needed to be talked about. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Right? So, but this episode, we're going to brighten things up a little bit. Because social media, while it often has a negative light, it's a positive sometimes as well. It can help us out, and it can help us in our faith journey.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's social media, social media, yeah, <laughs> is a great way to stay connected with friends and family all over the world. 2020 has been a great example of how social media is needed to stay connected with people in times of quarantine. Today, we will be speaking with someone who moved pretty far away, like pretty far, pretty far away. Yeah. It was a long drive, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from his family and. Uh, I believe, I'm assuming this, he's used modern technology to keep himself up to date of what they're going through, I guess, and what they're doing in their lives, and they're using it vice versa. So today we have a special guest. His name is Josh Sweetman. Welcome, Josh. Welcome.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Yeah. How are you? I am well, thank you. Going thank you. Good.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I guess... For those of you who don't know, we're gonna let Josh kind of introduce <laughs> who fabulous. he is. Doesn't know who Josh is <laughs> and, and what he does. Sure, maybe, for our... sure,
2: sure. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's like I said, great to be on the podcast with you ladies. Uh, it's it's been wonderful. The first two episodes have been great. But uh, yeah, so I'm here. For those of you who don't know, I'm Josh Sweetman, as Michaela so uh, finally introduced me as. Um, I'm the youth director at Maranatha Christian Reform Church and. Um, yeah, I guess that, that kind of explains who I am. This is a, does that, does that work for you guys? Uh, is that is that good? Satisfactory? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor. Ooh, <laughs> I knew that you'd come with a good question like that. Uh, you know, I have to be honest. I am, uh, really boring when it comes to ice cream and I just love a plain old vanilla ice cream mm. and no chocolate on it either. Mm, anything really? like just, just plain vanilla. Like give me that all day long. What yeah.
1: about mix-ins? Yeah. What do you like, slabs. Like, like if you go to a yeah. marble slab type place, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, mixins. Like if I do mix ins, they're usually fruit. So like uh, strawberries, raspberries, those kind of things. <laughs>
1: That's a Kendra move right there. That's a Kendra <laughs> move. All <laughs> right, okay. We we're okay. on the same page there. You okay. lost me with vanilla, but then brought it back. Cool. Yeah. Um, around ten.
0: Um, I guess you kind of answered it already, but uh, what do you
1: do? Uh, um, well, specifically, yeah.
2: I, specifically, yeah. I am the yeah youth director at Maranatha the church, church. So, I look over after all the youth and children programming that goes on at the church. So, from youth group to college and careers to. Um, Groups for our younger kids in grades two to five, and uh, the Sunday school program that we run. So, do look over all of those things. But the main focus uh, is on those uh, youth kids, which is yeah, grade six to twelve. So, wow,
1: yeah, wow. that's a, lot of, a lot of children that you're doing. It's a lot. Of, it's a yeah, sure <laughs> a lot of <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs>
0: So do you find your job has like changed quite a bit? Being that you're mostly at home, like how?
2: Yeah.
0: I guess how do you stay connected with the kids? Yeah. yeah.
2: Good. Good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> staying yeah, staying connected during a time of COVID has been very different. I mean, uh, we went from meeting in person and playing games and uh, games that obviously weren't social distanced and things like that to now. Uh, When the pandemic hit, uh, we went right over, we took, I think, like a week off or two weeks off, and then we went on to Zoom and did some uh, virtual Zoom meetings, which, yeah, is is very different from what we were doing, and now as we get to the latter latter part of July and into August here, and we're starting to look at the fall, and we're still looking at the pandemic still here, it's interesting as we look at ways like uh to how to connect to some of the kids as i'm sure most of them can attest to they're they're tired of zoom a little bit you know like do i have to go on another zoom call so uh i'm in the process now of brainstorming some of those things so yeah we'll have to see but yes it has changed uh dramatically uh, just in the past six months Mm
1: -hmm. what about like your connection with family and friends like in the states Mm -hmm. how has that changed yeah, uh, has it even?
2: Yeah, yeah, right. So you you mentioned that in the uh, intro there that yeah, I moved far away from my family. So my family's in Michigan, so it's like seventeen hundred miles away. Like if you hop in your car, start driving, miles. Like, I'm sorry,
1: miles or? Uh, well, I know. See, what is I, it in I'm kilometers? speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, we don't understand. I know, I know. <laughs> so uh,
2: basically, like three days travel, right? If you're wow. if you're uh, if you're going uh, by car. So That's so yeah, crazy. it's it's a long ways, and obviously it's uh, across a border. And now with the pandemic, know, uh, yeah, we can't cross the border. Those borders are closed. Um, so using uh, technology slash social media, yeah, we were already doing that pre-pandemic uh, to connect with our family. You know, we had group texts and like a Facebook messenger group and uh, all that stuff. But since the pandemic has hit, yeah, we've been using it a lot more often to connect with family just to see how they are, see how they're doing. Uh, It's not that my parents are old, um, but, you know, we're just checking in on them and checking in on my sisters. So um, in a lot of ways, uh, yeah, this pandemic has upped our use of social media to connect with our family and found some new apps like Marco Polo. I didn't even know that. I thought that was a game you played in the pool. And apparently that's that's an app.
1: So you have to explain Marco Polo. Yeah, Marco Polo. So it's like an app
2: um, that's it's kind of like. It's kind of like if Snapchat were more permanent. So you basically like leave a uh, video message for someone, and they're very they're very short, you know, like thirty seconds or whatever, and uh, then you can save them in the app, and you can go back and. And watch them so my sister was using it and used it to communicate with Rory she would just send like little videos in the morning of like hi how are you doing and he would just you know uh, send one back of like oh we went for a walk in the park today and so they're like these little videos that kind of kept us connected so it was cool Uh, but yeah just I would have never known about that had we not had this pandemic, so yeah. that's that's
1: yeah. actually a really neat idea. Because then you don't have to set aside a time to like Facetime them. You can just send videos throughout the day. Yeah, right.
0: And it's permanent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So going along with that, um, how, if at all, has social media impacted your relationships?
2: Yeah, uh, that's another great question. Like how it impacts relationships because there's this screen between you now, and you're not you're not face to face. Um at first, I think when we first started doing this, even from when we moved out uh, here to Lethbridge, Alberta four years ago, um, that screen barrier kind of uh, – that screen barrier that we had between us, there was times where you would get on and it would seem very superficial uh, mm-hmm. between uh, family members and yourself. Like you'd be like – you know, you'd kind of talk about the weather or whatever, and yet it seemed – it just wasn't the same as that in-person connection. But as we've been out here longer, and as that's had to become the main means of communication between us, I think all parties involved—so our families back in the states and us—have gotten better at how to talk over these uh, social media platforms, whether that's uh, you know Facebook Messenger or FaceTime. You know, we're able to have some of those discussions. And of course, having a kid changes all of that, too. When he gets a hold of the camera, like, it's it's game <laughs> over, right? So, he does all the talking. <laughs> exactly. He does all the talking, all the showing. Um, but even that, you know, it kind of, you know, it can be hard because he's trying to show them something and they're like, well, you got the camera turned around the wrong way and or this or that. But I think, overall, we've learned uh, how it affects uh, our relationships that way. So, mm.
0: Yeah, and I know even, like, at the start, like, it kind of just hit everyone at the same time. Like, it was just kind of a shock. And then it was like, oh, wait, we can't actually, like, go out and visit people. And I know, like, for a while, I was like, man, I miss Michaela. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, my other friends, but mostly Michaela. (laughs) Right. Uh, And it was like, yeah, like, I can talk to you. Like, we usually do on, like, Snapchat, or we send each other memes or whatever, like, the usual. But it was like, you you know that part of your life is missing and you're kind of like, okay, what do I do now? Like, who knows how long this is going to take and what am I going to have to do to replace it?
2: Absolutely. And like, yeah, it takes on a whole different thing with these relationships. The other thing I thought of when you asked that question was like how to affect your relationships is I think it's interesting how social media over the time that I've used it. So thinking back to my high school days, so, you know, 12 15 years ago and you know Facebook just getting started. I mean to think at the very beginning of that uh, that is actually how I asked my now wife out for the first time was over social media. I kid you not I, I asked her I asked her out. On Facebook Messenger, on, on, do you still
0: have the chat history?
2: I think you know what I think she does. She Aww. does. I, I I don't. You know, like I. You know, Josh shame on me, no, on me there. No, shame on me. That He's I'm not. Too cool. That I'm not sentimental like that. But uh, no, I mean you know she's. But it's amazing that that was like. You know, and I remember like almost by some of my friends getting getting mocked for doing something like that, that early on, you know, like it was like, well, why would you ask a girl over social media? And now to see the evolution of what it's done to relationships. And now that you have apps like uh, Tinder and, uh, you know, Bumble and the, all these other like dating slash apps, like now that's almost and now in this like COVID world, is that becoming more normal compared to? Yeah, 10, 15 years ago where that was like, you asked somebody out over a phone and not even talking to them, like a chat? How embarrassing, you know? How could you do that? send pigeons. uh, Exactly, exactly. So very interesting how it affects relationships, um, both, you know, dating relationships, but also, like you mentioned before, families. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, back 15 years ago, there was only Christian Mingle. That was like a oh, dating site, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I wasn't about to
2: hop on there as a no. 16-year-old. Yeah. I know, I, that's Yeah, it. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's totally fair. Uh, speaking of, like, social media impacting, like, relationships, has it ref- um, affected your faith? Like, has mm-hmm. there been, like, things you've seen on social media that you're like, I don't know why that's there. Like, I agree with, or don't agree with that, or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like...
2: Yeah, boy. I mean, this is, uh, this is where social media and I think, and I think you all hit it on the second episode that you did, um, where, yeah, it totally has this dark side and that's where our discernment comes in as to, okay, what, what do I believe and how does this fit into those uh, belief systems? But as for me personally, when I, uh, go on social media and yeah, you see so many things and you know, um, it's easy to get uh, disheartened by things, I guess. Like you see certain things and you're like, no, like this is not what I believe and this is just horrible. Or uh, the thing that always really used to get me on social media with uh, face stuff would be if someone would share just like a real like cheesy, like uh, God loves you, share this with 10 of your friends. (laughs) And that that always, you know, that always bugged me um, really until until this pandemic that that really bugged me and now i think more than ever um that simple message is something that a lot of people are longing for they're longing for some kind of connection whether that you know because they've missed the physical connection of people and now um those simple messages i thought well that's so silly like Mm -hmm. why would you say that now I think carries more weight. So, like you know, when when that seven year old grandma that I'm friends with on Facebook shares like a Jesus loves you with a cute picture of a bunny, you know, I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm not quite melting yet, but like yeah. I I understand where that's now more of a positive thing that that's what uh, people need to hear and this simple message of just getting it out there because right now, uh, you know it's harder to say that in person. I mean, we're, we're having to find new and creative ways and yet, you know, we've had these ways maybe all along and now it's just uh, tapping into those things. So, uh, you know, it's it's very simple, I know, but uh, also, uh, yeah, just something that has struck me over the past six months.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like it's something that can easily like strengthen your faith, but especially now that we're connected more over social media, it's something that we can use to, like, strengthen other people's faith. And I know, like, Mm -hmm. even doing youth on Zoom or, like, Josh has made children's messages on, um, like, online for people to watch. And I think that's, like, still showing that you want to stay connected with other people and they can still hear that message even if they've been missing out on it or they've never heard it before. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a silver lining. Yeah. Mm hmm
1: I think I think too in um, if this time of quarantine, people are getting, I don't know if they're, I don't know how I want to say this, but like you, you go online and you can find all these churches and you don't have to feel self-conscious. Like if you were before quarantine and you wanted to go to a church, you go into church mm-hmm. and you feel, I mean, especially if you're a non-believer or if you want to get into the Christian faith, you kind of feel self-conscious about going into a church that you don't know about anything. But with this time of quarantine, it's been, I think, a kind of a blessing in disguise. People are putting their church services online for the world to see, so you can watch those. Even if you are a nonbeliever, you can see, and you can get that message that God mm-hmm. loves you. And you can share it easier with others instead of trying to, like, invite someone to a physical building
0: yeah, and exactly. just say, like, here's the link, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. I've seen and so much more of that, even, even at our church here, of, you know, so many more people share the service like whether they're sharing it on their you know on their Facebook page or you know however mainly through Facebook but they're now sharing the service now I mean you take this back pre-pandemic they weren't really doing stuff like that I mean I'll be honest I wasn't thinking along those lines it's like man like who's gonna you know like okay sure like Sure, I'll share the service, but everyone that I'm going to share it with was probably there, which is probably a horrible thought. But um, now you see people sharing the service, and it's and it's kind of cool. Like there's there's like this. Hey, check this out. What I'm what I'm learning, and this this want to share this good news. And I mean, uh, fits right in with the Great Commission that we find in Matthew 28, where it's like go and make disciples. And mm-hmm. you know, probably uh, had we read that, you know. Pre-pandemic, you know, we wouldn't necessarily think of sharing something online like a service. But now, I mean, that's at the that's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like even though it definitely has its downsides, it's like a tool that we can use to help other people and shine a
1: light. Absolutely. You just know have to know how to use it exactly. properly. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of bringing people yeah. down, you build people up and you build a community. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and share the love of God. You go. Amen. That's
0: it. So I guess coming back to that (laughs) we're talking about with the church. It's kind of the church is in a long distance relationship right now, kind of everyone is separated at their homes. They're still together watching the service on Sunday morning, but we're not necessarily able to meet like as we normally would. Mm -hmm. And of course long distance relationships are tough whether it's like a friendship, relationship, whatever, like it takes a lot more commitment. It takes more work and putting in that time and effort. And even if it's just your family, like I'm sure Josh can say that it's difficult and you sometimes I'm sure you'd rather be with your family than over Facebook Messenger oh, or Marco Polo. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely 100%.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you want to remain connected, but sometimes it feels like the fellowship has been disrupted, especially in a time like this. Um, now more than ever we're distanced from our church family because of quarantine and the pandemic and everything that's going on and there's a lot of uncertainty it becomes harder to feel connected with our church family or even our youth group even though we've met on Zoom you know but it's it's different it took some getting used to I mean I'll say that too like it wasn't the normal kind of like oh everyone's here at youth <laughs> it was like okay like what? how is this actually going to run I was kind of like it went well but I was kind of yeah. unsure you know I'm sure other people felt the same way. Um, And it's just that it's that physical location that people are trying to kind of replace now. Mm -hmm. No matter how we try to stay connected, we still long for the day when we can see each other physically at a physical location and actually be able to like shake hands or give hugs or like have things go, quote unquote, back to normal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, and sometimes we even feel this disconnect with God. Some some days it feels like he isn't there or doesn't care. It becomes hard to maintain that long-distance relationship with God. Thankfully, we know that one day we'll be joined with him, and until then, we can trust that he is with us. By praying, reading our Bibles, and having fellowship with our church families, we can stay connected, and we stay connected with God. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know you good there yeah <laughs> sorry yeah what was i gonna say oh my gosh i don't know <laughs> i had a thought and it just like went but yeah like we're we have this long distance relationship with the church now if you think mm-hmm. about it that way but we've always kind of had a long distance relationship with god and mm-hmm. that's how we've kind of grown in our faith is knowing that even if we can't see god physically he's there and he shows himself through, um, like our everyday lives and in it, like all the things that we do and all the blessings we have. Um, it's easy to see that God is there. Even if we can't see him, it's easy to see if our families are there, like sending us messages or sharing posts on Facebook, even if they're not physically with us, no matter how far away they are. Um, so yeah, this week we're going to challenge you guys to think about how you can stay connected with your friends and family, and more importantly, how you stay connected with God. Um, whether that's, you know, something you usually do, like reading your Bible or praying, or maybe trying something new if you talk to a friend, maybe um, have a Zoom call, you know. Anything. Yeah, yeah. you can even talk to us. <laughs> Good. Good. <You> could. <laughs> you could talk to us. You could talk to Josh. I'm sure he... You could. You could Marco Polo him. You you yeah. could you could Marco Polo me if you wanted. Yeah, I, it's gonna be I, the new thing. I think I, it's really gonna catch on. I mean, think so.
2: It it might just do that, but that's that's really great. I think what you guys said there that yeah. that yeah, this connecting and finding these ways to connect with God, and I think yeah, you you nailed it with the reading and the praying. I mean, all called under this umbrella of you know these spiritual disciplines, and I think that that's yeah really important now. So yeah, Absolutely. that's great.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Josh, for letting us interview you, talk to you about social media and how you use it. It's any, pleasure as any always. Any closing thoughts? Oh, <laughs> I,
2: you know, I, you know, I, I could probably talk forever, but um, please, no, we <laughs> day. No, <laughs> no it, it's it's really been it's really been good to have this conversation to uh, talk about those positive sides of this tool that we have in social media and a tool to, uh, bring forth, uh, the kingdom of God. And so I think it was a uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful talk and yeah, just all the best as you guys continue in this, uh, podcast journey. Um, I'm enjoying following along and enjoy being part of it today. So yeah.
0: thanks. Our one fan. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He is the fan club. Yeah. Uh, We'll President. Have to put that up on his wall We'll get you somewhere. a t-shirt yeah we'll
1: make a diehard McKendra um, podcast <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which <laughs>
0: speaking if you
1: have a name suggestion,
0: please please let us know That would be great. yeah again, not creative at all Yeah first of all think of how you stay connected but second of all think of a name for a podcast. Yeah. And stay connected with us by letting us know. Yeah. <laughs> Follow our
1: uh, Instagram account. Yes, it's
0: at Maranatha Youth Podcast.
1: No capitals, no spaces. Yeah, pretty easy. Name subject to change if you guys tell us your
0: suggestions. We will take almost any suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That's about it. Um, yeah, DM us if you have any questions or thoughts. We'd love to hear from you, but until then. Bye. Bye. (laughs)